0: Welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. And uh, certainly it's been a very eventful uh, 72 hours. Uh, We've seen some new developments. Uh, I know you guys have been waiting for a podcast from me. Sorry, I've been trying to keep up with the uh, endless number of messages that I'm hearing uh, from people, Uh, questions, the flurry of what's going on, what do we do? should i sell this uh i have heard uh so many different people you know uh frightened people that are uh, talking about the new legislation uh you know we don't see this coming i mean uh they put together an advisory committee filled with anti-gunners I'm sure they convinced everybody in the lobby groups that there wasn't going to be any big surprises. Uh, but lo and behold, right, they dropped this one on us. And they decide that they're going to limit debate and make a motion to uh, vote. <laughs> it's real easy to vote when you have a majority and you can pretty much smash through anything you want. They vote... Uh, And make it very clear that they're going to rush this piece of legislation that was crafted by a bunch of people that either don't like guns or don't know anything about guns. And they're going to put it through in record time. My guess is that uh, they'll probably talk for about uh, 15 minutes before they'll say, that's enough, we're shutting down debate on this one, we're wasting our time. And they're going to push this piece of crap through. And it is going to give the RCMP, God bless them, uh, I love the frontliners. I don't necessarily like the decisions made by some of the brass. Uh, I imagine that there's going to be massive uh, movements of classifications. With the way that they're smashing this through, I think we can expect the absolute worst. And uh, my best guess will be is they'll move as many as they can without overloading the system completely. They'll probably do it in phases, Uh, that's what they did last time. Uh, I've been telling people for quite some time, and I hate to spit all the doom and gloom, but it has been a really crappy week. Uh, For gun owners in this country, uh, Canadians are now looking at, for our American listeners, we're looking at uh, a couple of uh, major uh, flaws in a newly proposed legislation uh, in the form of a bill. Uh, we have a, a majority government that can push things through, kind of without much debate, uh, and/or completely uh, while ignoring uh, the advice of people that uh, may understand what they're talking about. Uh, you know, in the face of all the poor decisions I've seen the Liberal government make, uh, I highly doubt they're going to get this one right. Uh, they're doing a fantastic job of trying to convince people that they're doing this in the interest of public safety, but it would appear as though uh, the Gangs and Guns Summit was a complete waste of time, because, I mean, they really haven't done anything to address those issues that we can see clearly. Uh, Maybe it could be explained to us in a lengthy debate uh, but ultimately, the probably largest uh, single problem I see is in the structure of this proposed legislation. There's a number of areas that kind of uh, address what to do, uh, you know, when items are reclassified, and you know, prohibited owners or the owners of prohibited devices uh, are only eligible if they own that particular device on the data of. I mean, it's becoming very clear uh, that they're preparing, uh, at least to me, uh, the. Uh, Space for what's going to be a prohibited firearm uh, in this grouping, which will be defined, you know, as such by the RCMP, uh, who can just, you know, if they decide that they just want it to be for whatever reason, uh, from the sounds of things, they can make it uh, so. And and, and that's a little unsettling. Uh, For our American listeners, you know, the RCMP and our federal law enforcement branch is now in the business of making legislation. And, uh, you know, we don't want that to be out there kind of thinking, uh, you know, without seemingly rhyme or reason, in, s- in s- most instances, uh, at least the last time this was done, uh, there was the generation of a monstrous list that really didn't uh, seem to be, <laughs> have to be that big. And, you know, if you ever look at it, the list of things we cannot own in this country is pretty lengthy. Uh, they've never really clearly defined the term variant, uh, you know, what can easily be made to go fully automatic, you know, what's easily. Uh, I hear the litmus test is, you know, like a toolbox. You know, but I guess it would depend on, you know, what kind of person you hand the toolbox and, you know, how big is this toolbox? I mean, what's in it? Uh, you know, you can make something go fully automatic. Uh, you know, to kind of eliminate <clears throat> a certain criteria potentially uh, from what's acceptable and what's not, uh, you know, it really does allow our uh, law enforcement, uh, our federal branch of law enforcement, free reign. Uh, and historically, they ha- really haven't treated people um, from the firearm community well uh, in the past, or at least that's that's the optics of it all. Um, you know, we have some significant events like uh, High River where, you know, there was a flood and the RCMP, uh, for whatever reason, decided to, to go in. Um, at least that's my understanding. They decided to go in uh, to people's homes uh, to retrieve guns in uh you know, in many instances, in, in lock safes, uh, begging the question, like, what are they doing? They're, they're literally breaking into people's houses to steal guns and uh, and seizing them, you know? And, uh, you know, to, to kind of understand the history of, you know, some abuses of power potentially um, on the part of uh, RCMP decision-makers, you know, there isn't a lot of trust between the firearm community and the RCMP Uh, and to suddenly put them uh, completely, uh, one grouping, uh, completely at the mercy of the other, would, uh, you know, cause some alarm in the uh, community that was known to be uh, bullied, if you want to call it that, or at least the perception of uh, being bullied. Uh, You know, if there's some greater purpose or reason to some of the decisions that we don't understand, you know, I apologize, but, uh, you know, a lot of us just don't see it. After 20 years, uh, you know, the first batch didn't make much sense. Uh, This is looking like we're shaping up to enshrine in law that these guys are going to be able to make decisions that could be very long lasting. And, you know, uh, we want justification for being denied certain things. Uh, There's a lot of questions regarding, you know, the size and content of the prohibition class now. Uh, that exists and uh you know certainly with the swiss arms and the 858s uh you know starting as a non-restricted item and then becoming a prohibited item uh and then reverting back of course um uh, with the ruling from mr blaney uh the former minister of public safety saying there's really no good reason for these rifles to not be exempt and so by name they were and uh, so that decision has been reversed now and now the 858s and the Swiss arms are once again uh, prohibited items or or going to be prohibited items uh, the proposal is that and I mean, they've even given a deadline date for registration uh, I've, I've heard uh, you know I looked at the uh, legislation I stopped at the part where I saw them you know sort of uh, grooming the hedges around the you know the yard uh, so to speak, uh, for the room for the new prohibited class and thought to myself yeah it looks like there's going to be a shift and I think that's what most people can expect you're going to see uh, a number of firearms being pushed into a prohibited class uh, or category uh, they're calling it uh, the twelve nine class <laughs> they'll just keep adding more sections to the 12 class I don't know what's so bad about the 12s um, I kind of feel bad but there's going to be a new twelve nine class. A lot of people are under the uh, misconception that oh, I get a prohib license. Uh, back in the day, when they first invented, or if you want to call it, the prohib license system or the classification system, where they did give people these prohib licenses, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of knowledge circulating around uh, at the time to kind of. Have people kind of understand that there was a differentiation between the classes. So if you owned, uh, you know, something that was in the 124 class, and you wanted something from a 125 class, you couldn't have that because you didn't have the correct license for it, and it was a different category of firearm. Now, when I say that, I mean like you could own a Mac 10 or an Uzi, but you couldn't own an MP5 or you know an FN. So, like, I don't know why they wouldn't just make, you know, well, you're not allowed to have it class, you know, and just stopped at, uh, you know, 12-4. But it made more sense to break, you know, break these people into groups, uh, which you could attack at will, uh, because they were smaller. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the thinking, I'm sure, behind the process. I know that if I was trying to wreck something, uh, that's probably the way I would go about doing it. I'd break you all up into little groups. And then that way, you know, as I attacked each smaller group, um, you know, if you instilled enough fear uh, in each of the grouping that you didn't want to be that first guy that we picked on, um, you know, you, you might try and lay low. And that's historically what the firearm community has done is uh, the, you know certain categories or groupings of activities or, or types of firearms, or, or the types of people that shoot the firearms rather, uh, engaging in different uh, activities and events, you know, would just kind of let it happen to the other grouping. And, you know, okay, well, at least it's not us, you know, it's kind of the prevalent attitude. Oh, which is really sad. Uh, I don't. I don't think that uh, that's the kind of thinking that has done us any kind of service over the years. So I've, I've actively encouraged everybody to, uh, you know, bring friends of all um, all disciplines to the InGum Gum Vault. Uh, you know, to watch us on YouTube, to listen to us here in the podcast. Um, you know, really, really love the idea of you know bringing all these different groupings around. Um, you know, finding unity. Uh, amongst the uh, lobby groups would be really nice. I I really do wish they could get along. Um, You know, I I haven't seen a lot of cooperative effort. I think that that would probably better serve our unified purpose. And, I mean, the whole point of having lobby groups is to uh, come together, you know. And so to have all these splintered groups doing their own different things, I mean, I, I, I really... A very limited understanding. I keep on telling people, you know, I'm entertainment branch of uh, you know the firearm community, and you know we just happen to take a, a slightly more proactive role in terms of advocacy, um, you know, than perhaps uh, I had originally planned for the Canadian gun vault. Uh, I wanted to stay away from politics, because, I, I mean, I had some exposure to it for years. Uh, I certainly saw some uh, sucker punches coming, and uh, I've tried to describe to you guys that, you know, the, the SKS uh, suddenly flying off the shelves. That that may have had, uh, you know, some grounding in reality. I mean, if the big plan is to shift a bunch of rifles over into this uh, prohibited class, and I mean, they... Who knows what they're going to put in it. Uh, I, think, I think that it's quite possible that anything that uh, you know, suddenly got scared up like that was just a sign of what's to come. So I think people should uh, prepare themselves for that. Uh, back to the question of the twelve nine, though. I've had a number of people say, "Well, does that give me the ability to own the other twelve classes?" You know, like, woohoo, I got a, I have a prohib license. That means I can get an FN now." Like, I mean, no, it's not like that. And I mean, people have been trying to sell them uh, for ridiculous prices on uh, some of the uh, local websites uh, and exchange forums uh, for ridiculous amounts of money. Um, you know, I've heard of a lot of people that are scared and are wondering if they should sell them. And to that, I say, no, uh, no, you know, what? um, on your feet. Uh, I had one gentleman, uh, he told me that his boy was very nervous, uh, about the prospect of having to give up, uh, his favorite rifle. And he asked me what, uh, you know, he, he thought I should do. It was flattering, actually. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I've never been a parent. I, I. I I was genuinely surprised and flattered when he asked, you know, what what should I do? And I said, be a good father. You know, teach your boy a valuable life lesson. You know, stand up like a man. Uh, Don't panic, hold on. And that's the advice that I would give the firearm community. You know, don't let them see you scrambling. Being united is more powerful than ever. Uh, I asked our audience to call in to Ralph Goodale's office. Uh, in response to uh, the motion to limit debate on the subject of the newly proposed legislation, uh, it's it's just been so sad uh, to see the firearm community in the past uh, falling apart. And now, uh, you know, we, we see in this moment that, you know, we all have a purpose in this. Um, I asked people to call in to Ralph Goodale's office and into the members of parliament, and I couldn't believe some of the things I was hearing. Um, you know, the inability to actually reach a person, uh, you know, it it required a lot of phone calls. I I understand that their mailbox filled a number of times and some people were, you know, greeted with a uh, less than favorable sort of uh, approach to... Uh, Receiving calls, uh, you know, I've heard horror stories of you know people saying mentioning the word C seventy one and being hung up on. Um, you know, I don't know how much truth there is to it. I know that I spoke to the young lady uh, when I called, and uh, you know, she was friendly enough and and and, and lovely. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, you know, but I decided that I was going to take a moment to talk to her, and this is you know this is where it's really important. You know, chances are if you've gotten a hold of a person. Uh, they've been tasked with taking calls uh, and being the person on the line. I, I think there's a lot of merit in speaking to a person rather than leaving a message on an answering service. That I mean, I left one a couple of days ago. Uh, I kind of saw the writing on the wall and knew something was coming down the pike. So, I mean, I had started asking uh, the audience, uh, you guys, to call in, and, and you were fantastic, uh, you know, to your members of parliament. You know, the day before this all kind of dropped, uh, you know, with this uh, movement to try and express to our Members of Parliament, to Ralph Goodale's office, are dissatisfaction with the idea that they would limit debate on such an important subject that could have such an enormous impact on so many people. I'm uh, I'm, I'm actually appalled uh, that there wouldn't be somebody that I could speak to uh, directly about it. But I I did manage to get this uh, lovely young lady on the telephone, and I I do believe her name was Robin. And, you know, she... (laughs) She and I kind of spoke for a moment and throughout the course of conversation, you know, it came out where I said, well, no, you know, um, I believe the word confiscation came up and and she said, well, nobody's going to have their firearms confiscated and and there was something about the tone that kind of maybe uh, react the way I did which was well you know what like I survived the mid-90s a young lady and I'm telling you that's exactly what they did they changed uh, the classification of certain guns and some people had their property seized without any kind of compensation and you know I I didn't um, I didn't go off but I said you know like I mean I had to work a lot of hours you know, to pay for a $600 item when I was that young. And I was told turn it in or go to jail. And that didn't seem too fair to me. And it looks like the firearm community is seeing some of the signs of the same sort of activities occur. You may get a few calls on this. And and then after that, uh, you know, uh, I, I heard a number of people got through, uh, you know, were directed to other places. Uh, I was telling people, don't be, she tried it with me. She said, roll well, write an email. That creates a paper trail. And I'm like, well, no, you know, I, I'd like to talk to somebody about it. You know, that's, uh, that's what I'd like, uh, rather than you know sending an email that you could send an automated response to. And I mean, that's what happens, folks. I mean, you send in an email, uh, there's somebody that has to click through about 8 billion emails. They look up at the top and they see the header, C71, and they're already sending an automated message you know, like that says, yeah, this is what we're doing. And here you go. The Honorable uh, Ralph Goodale is, uh, you know, glad to take care of the uh, the little people and we'll keep you safe. Don't worry about it. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's fast and dirty and easy for them to just, you know, click, 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 click. You know, they're not reading it. Uh, When you get somebody on the phone though, it's different. You know, they hear a voice, they hear tone, Um, you know, they can tell when you're not happy. Uh, Some things, are left to the imagination in uh, you know, writing. I always advise people to be very composed. You know, be composed, uh, be calm. You can be passionate, uh, but you know, don't say anything stupid. Uh, please, folks, when you call in uh, to anyone, I would suggest that you, you know, never threaten them. And that hasn't happened, and it's not going to happen. Uh, because you know, this audience has been nothing but delightfully respectful. And, you know, we've proven that we can communicate uh, ideas well. And so I expect that everybody that calls in uh, conduct themselves in a manner befitting of Canada's finest, right, the firearm community. But I love that you guys called in. I have the impression that uh, it was not a really good day for the people answering the phones, Uh, you know, and a lot of messages were left. Uh, I, I love the idea of the phones continuously ringing in those offices. You know, it's been questioned. The you know, what's the merit in doing that? I I can tell you right now, there is merit in doing it. Getting somebody on the phone is always good. Having that phone ringing in that office nonstop is always good. It's definitely going to be good. uh, You know, when it comes to uh, letting them know, there's this many of us. We are organized. We will be active. We get involved, and we most certainly will tell everybody we know how we were treated. Right, that uh, nobody listened. And when you get somebody on the phone, you talk to them for a few minutes, guess what? That person has been tasked with taking calls. It's not just about guns. So that means that everybody else has maybe got to wait. And I say this one's kind of important. It involves freedom, Canadian freedom. You know, uh, a lot of people went to war to die for it, you know, defend it. You know, I come back to Remembrance Day, you know, lest we forget. You see those hashtags, right? A lot of good people gave their lives, made sacrifices. So that we could enjoy the freedoms we do today let's not be in a big rush to let them slip through our fingers so we stay calm we stay composed we express ourselves we take the time out of our schedule to call it's for something that's important it's beyond guns folks i always tell people it's about more than the guns it's about personal freedom and having it taken away Uh, By the way, uh, for the uh, good people that listen to us down in the U.S., uh, you know, I feel for you too. I can see these uh, protest marches, uh, you know, looking kind of bad. They're painting the N.R.A.s, you know, a demon. Uh, You know, I've never known that to be the case. Uh, You know, certainly there are some extreme ideas. Uh, Some people have absolutely no room for compromise. I think that there's a lot of room for compromise. You know and to make perhaps this podcast about uh, something more than you know the doom and gloom why don't we look forward you know look forward to better days with a better government it's coming i tell everybody you know folks vote conservative vote conservative don't divide the vote pick one girl or guy i don't care right pick a strong leader we got to win the metropolitan strongholds we got to tell everybody we know that there are so many problems with this government, and it is way, way, way more uh, important than guns. Uh, things that need to be stopped. It's important that we talk about these subjects, you know, in a in a controlled way, and uh, you know, enlighten people. You know, I, I always invite uh, you to uh, bring friends to the page to give them an education on firearms. I, I don't want, uh, you know, it always to be, um, you know, a Dim image, you know, a, a bleak future uh, for the future of firearms. Uh, we're definitely in for some rough days, uh, but I'm dreaming of bigger things down the road. You know, a conservative government in power with a majority and the things that we could change, you know, improve upon. Uh, Andrew Scheer was criticized uh, for the, uh, the idea of a, a body that would oversee. You know, uh, fairness to all involved parties, uh, you know, in the interest of public safety and, um, you know, someone that would advocate for the firearm community or understand their needs at the very least. Uh, He was criticized for that. And I can tell you that uh, the subject of firearms is a touchy one uh, for any politician. Uh, We have to uh, present as a cohesive, large group. Uh, in order to get the attention of any political leaders. So it probably is in our best interest for uh, our main lobby group leaders to get together for a little summit. Uh, I think it's really important that we do that. Uh, People are calling for it. Uh, They want to see it. It's the kind of thing that uh, during rough times like these would uh, really bring us together uh, in more ways than one. Uh, I definitely think that the lobby group leaders should reach out to one another uh, to sit down and discuss, uh, you know, future future strategies, uh, other than laying down, of course, and uh, you know, maybe get some fresh, interesting uh, ideas thrown into the mix. There's got to be a little more that we can be doing. Is, is something that I'll just keep saying to myself uh, in in this fight, and that's what it is. It's a fight. Uh, it may be one that we're you know designed to lose. Uh, quite frankly, uh, the way that they're pushing things through now and not paying any attention to what anybody thinks or cares. Uh, and, you know, in the face of all logic, they're pretty much doing whatever they want. Uh, I think we can expect, you know, uh, a pretty big push. Uh, I would expect that everybody would think rationally before they make any final decisions about, uh, you know, how they perhaps want to respond to the event. Uh, when you call, you <laughs> can stay composed. And I keep coming back to that. But it's definitely been, you know, something of a dream of mine uh, to imagine a world where, you know, we could roll back the laws, you know, where they could be a little different. Uh, there would be a little give and take, you know. Um, there's, there's, there's been moments when I, I thought to myself, you know what, I would have no problems uh, registering uh, certain guns. Um, You know, like the the VZ-58 rifle, you know, I don't have a problem with that, uh, being part of a registered category of firearms. And I mean, Brian and I have talked about this, and and I know that he shares uh, some of the same feelings, but I mean, I wouldn't have any problems with registering uh, certain guns, you know, uh, know, modern guns, Uh, but still allowing them the freedom. So the ability to still, you know, shoot these items uh, on private property, uh, the ability to you know buy and sell them with this uh, non-restricted sort of uh, category of licensing you know a registered class of firearms which I think is actually really uh, really great uh, you know it, it still allows all the freedom and yet we you know we, we know where the items are so I, I kind of get where uh, somebody might be coming from uh, with that angle and so, I mean I'm sure there's gonna be somebody out there who says ah oh, he's going soft no like I mean uh, be practical Uh, Now, make no mistake, folks, I don't trust the government for one second, uh, you know, to stick to a promise that they would not touch it. We would definitely want to enshrine our property rights, uh, you know, in the Constitution or the Charter, rather. And, you know, to to make sure that we wouldn't have to uh, suffer through unnecessary seizure, you know, or restriction of freedom uh it would definitely be there that you could enjoy your properly uh, property rather happily uh the same way you would any other piece of property and i think we'd be a lot better off uh, but you know of course people are resistant to budging an inch uh we may not have any choice uh this time around uh they're they're pushing things through folks they've got a majority government uh you know if we were even to slow them down i would be quite content uh, with the way they're acting, if you're outraged by that, if you think that it's wrong that they're not subjecting this uh, wonderful piece of legislation uh, you know, and debating it properly so all sides of the debate are heard and uh, so all constructive argument could be presented, uh, so intelligent thought could be put into this, uh, whether it be expert information. They don't want any of that. They don't want any of that because, you know what, none of it would make sense. The general public would look at it and they would say, you got to be kidding me. Like, I mean, we're going to spend our tax dollars on that. Like, hold it. It's the long gun registry all over again. Didn't we give up on that billion dollar fiasco? We promised, you promised you wouldn't bring that back. Okay, well, this is, this is not, you know, the long gun registry. Ralph Goodale can get up there and he can say it again and again and again. It's a registry. It's a registry. One that I'm not even opposed to. I'm not even opposed to the idea of, of a registry, if I trusted you weren't gonna come and change things or take things. So I mean, like, give us some assurances. But they won't do that, folks. They, they don't need to. Why? Right, they won't. Uh, I'm not thinking anybody should imagine we're gonna get much sympathy from this government. You know, so they're, they're trying to present this image that everybody's happy, they, you know. like, it, No, everybody's not happy, Ralph. I can tell you that I'm that person that if there's only one unhappy person, all right, in all this, it's going to be me, all right. I cannot believe for one second that we are unable, right, to stop this. And I mean, we really got to look to our lobby group leaders. They're up on Parliament Hill. Uh, hopefully, they're working uh, diligently. I've seen a lot of activity. Uh, you know, certainly from. Uh, Tracy Wilson and Rod Giltaka have been flying around the circuit. They've been busting their asses, um, you know. And, and Rod has done an unbelievable job delivering the message in his usual calm, composed way. Um, really, got to hand it to the CC, CCFR. In uh, in some respects, uh, you know, they've done a brilliant job of, of presenting well for the firearm community and uh you know moving right along you know i'm hoping that we can move forward uh you know and communicate strategies with one another uh, i'd love for rod to give me a call when he has a bit of time uh you know i don't get too many telephone calls from bc so i'll recognize the number when it comes through hopefully um if if it should pass that you know they just start to reclassify firearms um you know it's going to be unfortunate. Uh, I would encourage everybody to comply with the law. You're never going to hear from me that we should be you know, burying stuff in your backyard or anything of that nonsense. You know, uh, if it comes right down to it, right, uh, you know, you're officially always going to hear from me that compliance is a must. We are law-abiding. Uh, but we're going to go down swinging. If people think that there's no merit in doing what we're doing, we're bringing people's attention to this message. If you know anybody in the media, bring to their attention that we are about to suffer through another bout of mistreatment as canadian citizens and quite frankly we're tired of it but if anybody knows anybody in the media that uh would like to speak to us we'd uh, love to share uh you know some of what we believe is going on uh you know if you'd rather do it yourselves folks please by all means uh i could use a break Uh, i love answering questions uh, but even i'm going a little bit cross-eyed looking at all this and i'm uh, quite frankly thinking that we are really needing now more than ever to come together as a, a cohesive, unified group. Uh, so once again, I'd love to speak to the lobby group leaders. Uh, if they could give me a call, uh, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, you know, definitely just shoot me a message or an email at the Canadian Gun Vault Inc at gmail.com. Uh, love to hear from you and uh, perhaps get together, uh, break some bread and uh, sip a little bit of coffee and discuss uh, perhaps the future of where we're going from here. Anyway... Uh, I'm sure the anti-gunners have clued in by now, and some of the people listening to this, uh, you know, probably don't care for guns too much. We love you too, um, you know, is the message I would send to you guys. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, certainly, if the uh, Canadian people are willing to uh, continue to fight for their rights, uh, we're gonna never stop doing that. So uh, take away what you want, all right? It won't matter, right? We will still continue to fight for what we believe. Uh, everybody in Canada deserves which is fair treatment. Anyway, that's about all the time I have tonight for uh, this evening's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Canada, shoot straight. Stay safe.